Joe presents Liquid Football, sponsored by Paddy Power. Hello, welcome to Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. It's the show that puts you in the dressing room and in the boots of the players. With me this week, Sean Wright Phillips, Luis Garcia and Wes Brown. And we're going to start, of course, with the Man- Manchester City's 3-0 win against Arsenal because it's we can talk about Manchester City and the fact that they're, they're back at their best. But that performance from Arthur, they just haven't had the lift they hoped they would get under Freddie Youngberg. And you can see how deeply the, the problems are for them. Um, yeah, I, I watched the game yesterday, obviously. But um, they're not good without the ball. Like, they started the game pretty decent, to be honest. The, the wingers were going at people, Martinelli. And obviously, they were taking people on and Pepe and they had a few cross. But then, obviously, De Bruyne scores in like 90 seconds and then it just unfolded for them, basically. How would you sum up Arsenal's performance? Not the best, bro. Let's say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what everybody was expecting, that uh, Lumber arrived and uh, changed everything. But it's very difficult. Why? Because... At the end, the players, they know that probably he's not the one that's going to stay. So they're waiting for a big change. They are waiting for who is going to replace uh, Unai Emery that's going to change something. Because Lumbe uh, didn't have the chance to change anything or bring players. So he's just trying to hold on there, try to uh, get any result that can uh, at least clean a bit the situation. But uh, that will uh, last for maybe two, three games. And now it's back again to the same films and until something big doesn't change, but it will stay the same way. Especially when you, you look at your time at Manchester United and you have the continuity there. You had Alex Ferguson, David Gill above him. It felt it was a, a whole generation that, that they were there running the club for. So to look at Arsenal and to find them in this constant period of, of change, it must be really unsettling. It will be. I mean, it has to come from the board first, I think, because they're the ones who are going to ultimately pick the manager. I think the quicker they do that, the better. And like Louis was saying, is Lundberg the right person? Maybe the players don't think he is, but even so, even so when the manager gets sacked, you always see a fight in a team. Do you know what I mean? You probably get together and go, come on. You st- you pl- a lot of these players are fighting for their um, jobs. You know, a new manager comes in, he might completely change it up. Um, but, the, yeah, they just can't. There's no leaders as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not saying that the, he's not the right manager. Mm. It's just what, what you just said, that the, the board didn't say, listen, you're going to stay. He's, he's having the, it. The, 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 the boss is going to stay here until the last of the season or in the one year and a half season here. But you have to give him the credit. If not, it's something that is uncertain. No one knows if he's going to stay. If he's going to stay, if they're going to play 3-4-3 this, season, this game or 4-4-2 next game. Mm. So that uncertainty, I think, is not very good for, for the, the team. In the moment they're in, on a game, something goes on a bad way, then the team goes down. Mm. They, they goes down and they, I don't know, it doesn't work for them just to be this way. They've got nothing to, to draw upon. No. Probably more similar to, to Sunderland then when there's that, yeah. that instability at the club. It, when you go through a phase, especially when it's not going right, I mean... I, Seven managers at Sunderland in five years, maybe eight. Was it seven? Maybe eight. Was it maybe eight? <laughs> maybe eight. <laughs> maybe eight. Uh, like there's, there's no buzz. So after the third one, you know, a new manager comes in. Yeah, you get some results. And to be fair, while I was there, we we stayed up, but it wasn't a nice feeling. You know, from top to bottom, from the board, from the owner. Um, then you speak to a lot of the managers because we was a lot older, senior pros. So we would get more involved with the manager and he'd tell us stuff. And then you'd find out that, you know, the manager, I might be leaving myself because I've been promised this and that. And it just doesn't work. You know, there's no, 
you can see the manager's not happy. So if the manager's not happy, that sort of comes down to the players. You know what I mean? You're not sure. The manager's probably not giving 100%. And it, it so can just go on. And you that just... have, what, what effect does that have then on the players in a game? Because, you know, you, a, a lot of the times you hear players talking, it's... they say, as soon as I cross the line, that's it. I'm, I'm out, everything's clear. You but... are. You are until someone scores a goal against you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then that's it. It could be four, five, six. Because first of all, you're down there for a reason. You can't score many goals. Mm. So when someone scores, I mean, we, could be, we could be playing well, really well. We just can't quite score. We might be playing better than them then, nick it, little mistake, score. That's p- pretty much how the game will go when you're sort of in that position and the players, you, you, your frame of mind's not right and it's harder to say to the lads, come on, we've still got this. Yeah. Because it's just... Yeah, you can do it one, down, <laughs> you do it one you time. You could look at a player and not even know yeah. and like look at him and he's heads down and the next player's heads down. And oh, wants to look at so all the melee, no one's said anything, but he's just gone from there to there to like... God, that's it now. And you start maybe thinking stuff in your mind, which doesn't help. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't look like there's there's any end in sight. Certainly as things stand at, at the moment, but they are looking to make a change. And I've noticed that the photographers who normally chase Raheem Sterling around Greg's have now fixed their attention <laughs> on Mikel Arteta. They've spotted Arsenal executive Venkateshin uh, was coming out of his house in the, in the early hours of the morning. Does that feel... What does it feel like the right move? Does it feel like the right direction? If you've got a club where it, it doesn't feel like they're decisive at board level, that you bring in a manager or even an inexperienced coach and a, and a new manager. I think it, for me personally, I think it's a, a hard job for him. Like to go in there, like like the guy said, it, it's got to start from up there. And if the structure's not right up there, then it's ultimately going to be hard to do what he wants to do and put his self in the game but he he needs time at the end of the day they can't just give him a month for a year he needs like three years to start building something so people can actually see the results of what he's been doing and he's going to need the building to go on above him as well because it's not the case anymore that managers go in and say right here's my wish list and I want you know seven of those 10 players it doesn't doesn't work like that there's there's got to be a template and a structure in place first um yeah definitely I've like like you said it he will go in with a plan. I don't think if he gets the job, he's going to just go in and be the manager. He's going to request certain things and I think they most probably would have promised him certain things. So mm. fingers crossed it all works out for him and hopefully Arsenal get back to the Arsenal everybody knows. But to leave Manchester City at this point, to go to Arsenal, I mean, it's... A, it's Me personally, I wouldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, like, yeah, he... He's been, he's he, been for a while, huh? the, yeah, the sound he, of he, Arteta leaving for a different... He wants yeah. to be a man, he wants to do it himself, so I feel like if that's what he wishes, it's, it's not a bad place to start for your he's first been job there at Arsenal. Player, he? Yeah. Yeah. he knows the club. He knows, he knows everything. Yeah, yeah, he knows the club. He, he, he had next to him one of the best coaches, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure that he's just waiting for the right time Something to make that. a move, but, but he will come now or in six months or in a year but uh, but it's really probably it's not the best move at the moment yeah. even though that some would you turn it down or that... yeah that's what I mean it's like, hard it's to very turn down it's very you can sort of see he wants to become a manager I don't understand yeah so it'd be it'd be a tough one for him to turn down because Arsenal's a, a bit massive club yeah. and if it, you can get it right then he yeah, then you know, you know what I mean? There. Chances you take, I suppose. And they the don't really sack managers either, do they? If they're no. doing well, they just. Keep them, yeah, keep it there, yeah, and then give them the opportunity, like you say, to try and try and develop something. Is is that something then that 
you, you almost have to believe, you have to convince yourself that you can get past any of the problems that are there. Whereas if you're, if you're not asked to take that job, you can look from the outside and you can say, God, that, that looks like it's, it's a bit of a mess. It looks like a huge job. It looks really difficult. But if that's what you want to do, you have to believe yeah. that you can overcome all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm think, sure every I think it does. I mean, yeah. the, the, the managers he's learned off. You know, they'll all have their certain way of setting up clubs and, and he'll know all, he'll understand no, all that. No, no, no. He's been doing this for, for many years now. No, what manager is gonna uh, is gonna think, you know what, I'm not going there because it's a mess. No. Yeah, no, no, I, no I, I'm gonna yeah, go there and I'm gonna do the, the the way that I want and I'm yeah. gonna be successful. My yes. idea. You know yes, exactly. And if <laughs> After, the board, we'll if, see what happens. If the board believe him and I'm into it, then I'm sure yeah. he'll be one of the favourites. Yeah. Just looking at the at the way that the, the players are carrying themselves as well. Mesut Ozil's been Mesut Ozil's been criticised pretty much on and off since since he's been at the club. There have been some high points, but he, but he's always a player that that fans will start to, to grumble at. And it was this time it's the way that he walked off and the fact that he didn't look as I don't know what what do you think well, they he, wanted from he him? He wasn't happy for a start. He's come off. They lost three 0 Obviously, didn't get a lot of the ball in a game, which is his strong point. Playing with the ball at his feet, which didn't exist for Arsenal yesterday. But he's a luxury player and Arsenal, I feel like, are not in that luxury position and don't have the defence behind him anyway. So he's doing more defending than attacking. So he's most probably just emotionally drained and frustrated. frustrated yeah. So what what then do you do? Because if, if he's not playing well, it's going to be harder to sell him. If he's on the wages that he's reported to be on, it's harder to, to sell him or even to, to send him out on loan unless you maybe subsidise them. But then... Do you play him? Because if he's if he's a luxury that they can't afford, can they afford to have him have all the, the money invested in him and then not put him on the pitch? I feel like when he plays, Arsenal create more chances. The problem they have, is, I feel like, is when they're losing, then he's not that effective because that's stretched too far as it is. Like, one of the goals yesterday, the cutback, I was like, where is the midfield? Like, <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne's first goal, all the back line are in the position they're meant to be, and then there's just no one else. So it's like nobody runs back. So as much as they're saying, like, Ozil, what happened to the Guzzi... And Torreira, where where were they? Like they're meant to be the defending midfielders, and they weren't pretty much in the picture for none of the goals. He does seem to be a, a sort of lightning rod. Yeah, for, it's for easy, all their frustration. Easy yeah. It's an easy target. Sanzi arrived to us, and I came like with uh, not with the half of the crowd uh, uh, supporting him, and, and they are just waiting for him to to have a, a bad game and, and point him because he's he's the easy one. But it's true that the the the, the team hasn't been. Uh, playing well, so at the end, someone uh, they have to point someone, and normally it's Ozil uh, because of the wages or because he doesn't get too much uh, uh, ball on him. Or, but at the end, I'm totally uh, with him. Uh, I think that um, the Ozil is one of those players you want him on the pitch because he's something who can create something from nowhere. And they, on these days, it's not easy to find these kind of players. And so, if he doesn't create something from nowhere, then that's when the the criticism starts to yeah, build. Yeah, yeah. Is it easier to be a defender in that situation then? 100%. <laughs> you know what, but also, I mean, he, he gets all the criticism, but he is a luxury player, like um, Sean said, and he's not like a captain type of player, and that's what people are expecting to be, because he's been at the club now for many years. He, on paper, should be, if not their most influent player, they're the best player, and he's just not performing. But, I mean, if, if someone comes in and can, you can get him on his side, and you can get on his side, you know, confidence is a massive thing. You can see that's not happening at the moment. He's probably used to going 
good, solid defenders defending, everyone else doing their job and then him doing his job. But it's not working out like that and he's not quite cutting it when, you know, it's going, it's going into the rough. He's, Can you he's understand his thinking here, Mesut Ozil, in that he's at Arsenal, he has been there for a long time. It, it feels as though he does get a, a lot of criticism, some of it justified, some of it just is sort of criticising him for something that he just can't can't be. But why why not move? Does, does he look too comfortable at Arsenal? I mean, do you do you understand the? They've given him a contract, and he's it, and that's it, really. He, I'm guessing he knows. Do you he's under, not can you get understand that, that? Does that make sense to you? Where where does he go from there? Though maybe he wants to still be in the top flight. What team right now in the top categories for him yeah. would take him at this minute? So he's better off stay there, and hopefully his performances change. He gets back to. Ozil, everybody knows, and then maybe he might be able to nick a, like another move and get away. And not only Ozil performance, everywhere because we are focusing on one player, and and he's the whole team that he wants yeah, to play well. Exactly. So maybe he's expecting, okay, there is a chance now. There is another manager arriving, and we can improve, or maybe the, the team can improve, and then my my be, the best of me is going can to come, come back. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it's not easy, of course. Mm. Are the Paddy Power odds for Mesut Ozil's next club? Fenerbahce at seven to two. AC Milan six to one and DC United at seven to one. You know MLS. Yeah, it's, it, is he is he the kind of player who's suited to to playing in that league? They run more there yeah. than here. They just it's run. Lot, it's yeah. not like Physically it's where it's sure. not really. I wouldn't say it's not tactical, but to the thinking speed yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's more just mm. athletes. It's just end to end. Nobody really passes slowly or breaks yeah. down. It's just attack, attack, attack. So. Us just saying that Ozil's more of a luxury player, he would be fine there because he's the, he'll be the DP, mm. so he pretty much can do mm. what he wants. Yeah. They're gonna play him anyway because it's Ozil. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just interesting that the three clubs that I mentioned there are so different. Like Fenerbahce is going to be one type of challenge. Then AC Milan, yes, you get the the name and you get the stature of of the club, and then you get something that's a bit more. Yeah, but you arrive to a team that is also again United. building back their own history yeah. again. So it's not to go to a place where you know that you're going to stand out again. It's difficult AC Milan now in the moment they they are having. So if you're Mesut Özil, <laughs> and then, and I and I come to you and I say Mesut. Get same wages everywhere. The personal benefits to you are going to be the same. Do you go to Fenerbahce, AC Milan, or DC United? DC is short, isn't it? <laughs> it's not. It's not as long season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't say that. But. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I. He's got, I don't think he'll go. I don't think he'll go. This is not happening. Do you think? Yeah. So um, that's. Is that the option you think he'll take? Is even with with these. Choices if the, if these are valid choices for him, you think no, he just doesn't want to leave Arsenal? No, of course. Yeah, I think I think he likes Arsenal, but if if he did leave, I think he would go to AC Milan. I feel like DC, he can go another two years down the line. They're still going to want him if he's doing half decent or well. He can still go to America, so I think that would be like last on the list for me. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think he'd go America, DC or Fenerbahce. Maybe Fenerbahce. I think he's going to say. Someone is going to write to us and I'm going to say, listen, mate, um, help me on this because we're going to build something and he's going to stay. Mm. All right. Uh, Everton held Manchester United to a one-all draw at Old Trafford. A lot of the discussion afterwards was about Moyes Keane because it came on as a sub after 70 minutes and then 18 minutes later, 
off he came, taken off by Duncan Ferguson. Let's say visibly disappointed. And he walked straight down the tunnel, didn't shake hands with Duncan Ferguson. But we're only a couple of games into the Duncan Ferguson routine. We know he's not somebody who is going to pander to players necessarily. Do you have any sympathy with with Moise Keane in I this do. situation? I do. I mean, I was there and and I don't think it happened like that, but I'm not in Duncan So what Ferguson. did you see then? So I, he came on. And at the time, United were getting back in the game. So everyone was defending halfway line and, and obviously to their goal. And then he's he's come on and about three times, he's sort of pushed up a little bit and sort of defended a bit higher on his own. Because every time they lost the ball, every Everton player turned around and sort of three-quarter pace back to the halfway and get in position. Because United struggled getting past how they were playing, how they were lined up. But three times, he... Did it a bit too high. And I'm thinking it's because of that. Not because he was wasting time. Yeah, well, that's... Because it, I was watching it thinking, why is he up there on his own? Because logic, obviously, one, two, you're out. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. And then obviously everyone's past him then because he's then going, oh, where is yeah. everyone? Yeah, and I'm not yeah, going to get exactly... I'm why not... wouldn't the players call him? Do you know what I mean? Like, if I'm well, a player... To be fair, yeah, Duncan Ferguson back, was. You could yeah, see him. He was, yeah, but, he's visibly but I mean, going for the players, and he should help him out. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I was doing that... When he gets back in, yeah. just say, stay there. Yeah, that's the what I'm saying. One from the halfway. Yeah. There you go. Don't do it up there. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm guessing because he wasn't getting through to him what he wanted to do. Okay, but um, let, let's get out of that he wasn't doing the, the right thing of the manager that told him to get back or get compact with the team. He's one of the younger uh, lads. Yeah, he has, yeah. uh, came on in 18 minutes just before of the change. comes uh, out and you're as a manager. I, I mean, my way, my, my view will be to go there and say, listen, mate, is, I'm doing this because whatever. I, because yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want you because I want to lose time. That I think is what he said. Or because um, you weren't doing what I wanted and I made the change. But give the back to the player. I, I don't know. You just mentioned that he's not that kind of a manager, but still, no, you I, are the, we don't nobody know. Really yeah, very hard. Hard. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very hard. The, the, yeah, if you come off, if, if you know Dunk from playing Dunk, yeah. you'll know he's yeah. not. Well, we've all pamper. seen. Yeah. We've all seen pamper. what happened. But, but so when he's come off, he's. Yeah. You can see he was thinking, "What's going on?" And then he's did a little jog. He's a young player, so he jogs off. Because for example, he has to jog because that is such a long yeah, yeah. way down that tunnel. He's give a high five, oh, five and then nothing's got said to him. Um, and I completely agree. Yeah, Someone, I, I don't anyone, know, or even one of the something. anyone, get up with him and walk down with him. Then don't make a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he's supposed to go back and sit down. We don't know the, the inside because I remember that Luis Enrique said once that when he was a manager, he uh, when he had the first meeting, he said, "Listen, and when I change someone, I'm not going to go to give it a hand." It's because he didn't want it to be on the spot and saying that he's angry and he's gonna miss to give me the hand and yeah. everybody's gonna talk. Yeah, so yeah. straight away he said, "I'm not gonna go. I will make the change. I will. I won't go to give you a hand yeah. or whatever. Just that you know, it's not because any particular case. Yeah. Just because I don't want to do it. I don't know if we will be that like that. But 19 years old, being on the pitch 15 minutes, just go there and say because for the rest of the Doesn't people that they don't know anything, you're gonna make a comment. Everybody mm. is gonna make a comment. Why you didn't do that? So I think it's, I know, it's, it's not a good way of a player you're going to need in the future. Yeah. But because at Old Trafford, you have to come off the pitch <laughs> and you have to walk down half, in front of the Manchester United fans, yeah. walk down half the length of the stand yeah, to go into, yeah. the, into the tunnel at the end. Yeah. You, that's a, that's a long walk when you're, when you're cross. Yeah, well, and he wasn't playing bad because United were on top now. They, get, they had a lot of the ball. They yeah. were just trying to get that, that win up. So it wasn't like... It was definitely, I'm telling you, it was definitely because he was a little bit higher than everyone and, and I don't think the manager wanted him there as high and maybe he just thought he wasn't getting across to him. 
So I'm just going to change him. Whether that's right or wrong, he's the manager. He can do yeah, that. Too. Yeah. But afterwards, as a young lad, like you've just said, you might have heard, hopefully, he had a word inside. Hopefully. Yeah. You yeah. don't know. Got to speak to him. Yeah, you, you would expect that the manager would talk to him. Would senior players talk to him in, in that situation? Like I, I said, when we was having like the little chat before, that situation can happen to anybody. But the characteristics, he shouldn't have just walked off no matter how upset he is. And I felt like back in the day, like senior players wouldn't allow that to happen because yeah. you're showing a little, I wouldn't say disrespect, but yeah. a, a selfish mentality of it's all about me. I'm yeah. mad. So I don't care basically what happens now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks like it looks like it's, it's well, it looks like it's a situation that has to be fixed anyway. We don't know quite how they're going to fix. Mm. I mean, Duncan Ferguson has experience as a coach at, at different levels, but first time as as a Premier League manager, this is this is going to be a test of his his management skills, isn't it? Yeah, and if, I'm, I'm pretty sure if he thinks he's got it wrong, he, he would have already had the chat with him as well. You know what I mean? It's it was a big occasion for them. They were drawing, you know, trying to keep that draw at the time. And he, he might not have even thought about it at the time. I know yeah. he, he knows he's bringing him off, but then he's probably thinking, right, let me get back on it. And yeah, he's so into the game. He's not even yeah. thinking about it, yeah. and maybe he did afterwards. Yeah, but in the situation that the club is at the moment, you have to be very careful all these details yeah. because yeah. Uh, it, it's, small bits are the ones who are going to break uh, the, the, the dressing room and you want to keep them all together. And one of those players co- com, uh, comes out and goes and then people are going to talk about, oh, they, they, they don't talk each other. So at the end, you don't want this. At this moment, yeah. it's about football. That's it. Yeah. Um, brilliant day, though, for Mason Greenwood. Another brilliant day for Mason Greenwood. They seem to be easing him in more gently than, than some of the other young players. Is that partly because there is such an expectation around him? Is it about protecting him, do you think? 100% I think it is. I mean, I've watched him for, for many years now and he, he does the same thing in, on every level that I've seen. And I think Ollie and the staff and everyone there know what sort of a talent they've got. You know, there was times where... He'd, Ollie probably could have few, threw him in a few more when he got, we had a few injuries. Marshall was out and he maybe could have started him a few more times, but he's not. He's just taken his time. And when he's come on, he's been fantastic. He just, I mean, play going up to him, the way he gets his shots off, these little angles he gets to get his shots off and finds both corners, both feet. And, you know, watching it yesterday and obviously with the crowd and everyone's loving it. And just the way he didn't celebrate, he just run back. You know, he's used to scoring. He's it's not a big thing. Go and get the ball. Let's go again. Good mentality. Looks focused. So hopefully he's, you know, if not the end of this season, next season, he comes on even better. It's the Zlatan quote, isn't it? Does a postman celebrate when he posts a letter? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a goal scorer. I don't celebrate when I score goals. But that, that mentality, that's just telling about him. Because there's lots of talented players around. It's it's just whether or not you've got the... The mental attributes yeah. to be able to do it. Isn't it? Is that the difference? Um, yeah, I'd say I think that makes the great players. Yeah, for definitely. Like I, I always talk about Ronaldo, as you know. Like Rio used to say to me that even on his days off, he would be in working on stuff where everybody else would be chilling. And now he's possibly up there, the best players to ever play the game. Would you say? Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? And that's just from hard work and him being focused on saying, I'm going to be better and better and better and just keep doing it. Yeah, there's a bright future ahead for Mason Greenwood if he wants it, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And I like the way he's taking it. I like the way when he gets his little opportunities. I mean, a lot of him, 20, 30 minutes of sub and he, he's he's getting goals um, when we when we need it as well, which is getting us back into games. 
So I'm sure we'll see a lot more of him and then Ollie will start bringing him in slowly. But fantastic talent and um, like I said, you can see that and he's doing it on the big stage now. Time now for the Paddy Power Challenge. Steve Sidwell won the challenge last week, but he lost out on the bet because he had both Everton and Manchester United to score in the first half of their game. So he doesn't get the extra £250 bet. This week's Paddy Power Challenge is something of a... Let's call it a name game. We're going to get one letter and you have to name as many players as you can who've played in the Premier League whose surnames start with that letter. Surname? Surname, yes. Okay. Or if they only have like one name, it can be that as well. Okay. Sean, are you going to start? <laughs> oh, I, need to, I need to tell you. Listen, no, 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 it gets Some better. Pressure. Look, 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 look. What is it? When you go past five seconds, if you hesitate, I have a gong. <laughs> right, okay, Sean, you're up first. And the first letter is... Oh, come on. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Shaka. Uh, Granite Shaka, go on. Um, Three, two... Uh, uh, I'll let Xavier. <laughs> oh, just... Three... Let's go. Oh, How do you know that John? name? John? I can't think of any more. No, I can't. One, two... <laughs> Just dong it. And the reason the reason really? you can't think of anyone, there are only three players uh, who played in the Premier League with the surname X. There are only three of them. Right. I'm Louise, well. You're up next. And your letter to start with is M. M. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Morientes, Fernand Morientes. Mane. James Milner. Uh, Marciano. Javier Marciano. Yeah. I hope I get this right. Lucas Moore. Yes, <laughs> Lucas Moore. There you go. Um, I thought you were right. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny two. Miller, did he play? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wolves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mullins. Where was him? Yes. Aiden Mullins. Oh, God. Finished there. Three, two, ah, one. <laughs> <laughs> Have a tea. <laughs> Enjoy your tea. Uh, wow. Three, <laughs> two. Yeah, I'm gone. What? <laughs> Got me low. I'm the winner then. By default. Wes, your turn to go first, and your letter oh, is. Yeah. A. A. Okay. So, Thank as many players as we can who've played in the Premier League. Whose surname starts with A. Three, two, one, go. Sergio Aguero. Deli Ali. Uh, Alexander Arnold. Yep. That's double point. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham. Tammy Abraham. Adi Bayor. Yes. Uh, uh, Arnautovic. Yes, Marco Arnautovic. Aspilicueta. <sighs> Nicholas Anelka. Yes. Aubameyang. Oh, <laughs> no, it's gone. Nothing. Gone. Nothing. No. Oh, that was good Damn though, it. John. Any more in your locker? Wait, wait. wait. Um, Three, two. Yeah, I'm done with two. This is so loud. Right. Some allardice. He's my manager, yeah. Could have had Darren Anderson. Anderson. Darren Anderson. Michael Arteta. 
There's nobody better. He's um, That's a yeah. song, isn't it? So, Sean, back to you to go first. And your letter is... It's like Sesame Street, isn't it? S. S. Three, two, one, go. Alan Shearer. Yes. Uh, Mo Salah. Yes. Pierce Michael. Correct. Chris Sutton. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Louis, three... Sutton. Two... No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where's Jesus? Louis Saha. Yes. Oh, Sane. Sane. Yeah. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Three. That. Two. No, I'm gone. One. You can't come up with anything. Did, you not, did, really did nobody sterling. mention Sterling? No. I thought once you said Sterling, yeah, I thought that's, someone that's would come up with Sterling. Yeah. I thought someone would come up with Sterling. So who got points then? You got one, po- one I point. I got one point. You got one point? I, don't I haven't been keeping count. And then you got two points. <laughs> two points already? Ah, you got the first one. So you're the winner. I'm the winner. Congratulations. So you've got your £250 from Paddy Power. Yes. So... What are you going to put your £250 bet on? I'm going to go on um, Manchester City against Leicester for yeah. one for a draw. OK, one old draw between those two. And yes. if you get winnings, where will they uh, go? Fundela Foundation. There's a, a foundation in Madrid for strange disease. This is Liquid Football, our Joe, together with Paddy Power and Kelly Cates. Alongside me, Sean Wright Phillips, Luis Garcia and Wes Brown. If you like what you see and hear, then please do leave us a nice review on YouTube or iTunes. Or both. Uh, on this week's TKO, Chris Lloyd and Carl Frampton's guest was Angel Fernandez, the secret weapon in Anthony Joshua's camp, on how he drew up the game plan to beat Andy Ruiz and win back his world title. We cannot engage with this guy. We knew he's very fast with his hands, but one thing that Ruiz hasn't got is footwork. So we knew that if Joshua was going to go in the straight lines, gonna that was going to be a danger. Yep. So what we made with, with, with Josh, he was like always coming off on a diagonal, yep. off on an angle, yep. doing lots of laterals, semicircles, and the whole sparring, the whole training, like the pads, the technical training, everything was with those key points. Yeah. And he nailed it. Again, it was done to him. TKO with Carl Frampton is available to watch on YouTube or to download from your usual podcast provider. Don't forget, check out House of Rugby, which features the return of James Haskell from the jungle and revealing lots about his time on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. I don't know if he's speaking out of turn there, Sean. We'll keep keep an eye on him. (laughs) Now, the draw for the Champions League round of 16 has been made today. Liverpool will play Atletico Madrid. Manchester City take on Real Madrid. Chelsea face Bayern Munich and Tottenham take on Red Bull Leipzig. Luis, yes. thoughts on the draw? Your two former clubs <laughs> up against each other. Yeah, I can't well, wait. Or two of your former clubs, not the only two. Can't, can't wait, can't wait. I think it's a fantastic draw. Two teams in different way, in different situations because uh, Liverpool is uh, on, on the momentum uh, of the season and Atletico is struggling a little bit, but just uh, grab a, a small. So in February, I'm looking for a for amazing, amazing uh, two, two games. What, what are the problems with Atletico at the moment? What are the issues? They're not scoring goals. They're not scoring goals. Uh, at the end, uh, Griezmann left uh, the club. Uh, Diogo Costa has been injured for quite a while and only Morata uh, is the one up front who has been scoring because Joao Felix said he was the, the, the young kid arriving to Atletico with uh, a, a massive move uh, of money. 
for Atletico. And he's not a goal scorer, and they are struggling because of that. They, 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 he's creating every time he's got the ball. It's fantastic, but they, they are not scoring goals. How do you think it's going to go in February? Uh, <sighs> To be honest, I think uh, Liverpool at the moment is uh, a lot stronger than that, that Atletico. It's going to be a fantastic job because Simeone knows how to put on the DH all the teams and I know it's going to go, but I'm I still confident that Liverpool is going to go through. And of course, it's familiar territory for them. Yeah, they know the stadium. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I, I was there in Atletico when they play against Liverpool, so I had the chance of playing for, for the for the two games and uh, well it was uh, beautiful and even though they, they, they go like a rivalry it's very nice to see them the, the two crowds got together and they start singing song one to each other clapping each other so it's, it's going to be an amazing atmosphere both of them Manchester City against Real Madrid as well that's going to be box <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna I'm waiting for that really one good too <laughs> <laughs> good one. It's cool. yeah, be a really, there's a lot of good draws and that one will be a good one as well but hopefully we get a bit of luck this time in the Champions League and yeah get the victory I mean when you look at the games and you look at the at the draws they're games you would choose to watch as well you know I know I know you get a lot of that at this stage but especially with Bayern Munich and the way that they dismantled Tottenham the fact they're going to be playing against Chelsea Leipzig and the whole sort of Red Bull style of play is just so exciting to watch and that coming up against Tottenham feels like it could be like those Tottenham Ajax semi-finals last last season in that in that sort of style Oh, they have, there's been a few very good games. They got another Napoli, Barcelona, and Borussia, I think. It's, Borussia is Juve, I think it is. PSG. Oh, PSG, sorry. PSG. So, I, may, I, I mean... Juve, I'm, you're really, you're genuinely, really yeah. excited, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I like, because you, you miss this kind of, uh, of games. Yeah, yeah, special yeah, nights. Yeah. Yeah, As yeah, a yeah. player. Because normally you see them in quarterfinals, semifinals, and yeah. now you, you see four or five games that they are very attractive to watch. So, yeah. Maybe because we saw more unexpected semifinalists last yeah. time around, yeah. that, that now you look at it, and the draw of the last 16, there's more teams. Yeah. It's not yeah. just your sort of usual four yes. that are the, are the big box office ones. Are you looking forward to them? I am, yeah, all of them, especially the English teams. Uh, I think we'll do very well. There's some tough games. Maybe the Chelsea one might be a, a hard one, um, just for the fact that the team's young and they're playing a very experienced team. But in general, I think Liverpool will do well. The City game, I, I will be watching as well. I could go either way. I mean, if City are on form, I could see them blowing Real Madrid out of the, the water. But... If they're not, it's one of those games. Any score, no scoreline would be a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's good. I'm looking forward to it. It is going to be very exciting. Um, I want to get your, your guys' thoughts on on the Club World Cup as well, because we've been sort of talking about Liverpool's busy December and and, and factoring that into it for, for a little while now. But it's actually upon us. They've got the game against Aston Villa in the in the Carabao Cup, which the, the sort of younger players will take part in. But the senior squad are over in Qatar. They've got the semi-final against Monterey on Wednesday. So you've been out to the, the Club World Cup, yes. haven't you? And you went out to the, the club, but you didn't go out. You I were injured go. when Manchester United yeah. had the, the Club World Cup. I just wonder about, about the rhythm of the season and whether these kind of competitions are important to maintaining that or, or potentially disrupting it. What, how, what did you find? I think it can go either ways, to be honest, because uh, it depends how you, how you focus uh, these kind of games. But uh, uh, for us back then... It was a, a one more trophy that you can win, and it's actually a very good trophy. Now that I retired, I don't have any on my stand. <laughs> it was uh, you look uh, back and you say, you "Oh have, my god, it? yeah, we should have won that that one." And and the way it was a game that 
uh, we, we scored three goals where this allowed. We dominate the game, but uh, Rogério was uh, the keeper, did this so well. But um, uh, to be honest, it, it was like a, like a break. I remember going on the on the plane. They, they gave us the, some pills to go to sleep. So it changed a little bit, but you try to keep the same uh, way that you live in, in England. So you, it doesn't change you uh, a lot. So... I think was uh, it's a very good experience. Go there, try to get another trophy and get back and continue because you, you can totally disconnect one thing, but you continue playing, you continue um, uh, competing. And it's important to, to live well. You can see that for the Carabao Cup, there's not many players are going to stay and, and, and the, 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 most of the, of, the, of the whole squad is going to, to, the, to Qatar. So hopefully they can get the trophy, get back and continue. But uh, there is no injury, there is no any problem because, you know, Qatar is hot, it's humid, so it's different, different way of playing. So hopefully there's no injuries and they can get back to where they were. Mm. Now, the Liverpool team that you were part of won in the semi-final and then lost in the, in the final oh, yeah. of the, the Club World Cup. The Manchester United squad that went out there, Wes, mm. they stormed in the, in the Premier League right through to the, the end of the season. It seemed as though, you know, rather than disrupting their, their rhythm, which I was sort of trying to ask about a bit, but it seemed to have completely the opposite effect on them. Yeah, I mean, I think it can go either way. I mean, if you have a bad trip, you don't, you don't win, uh, everyone's a bit down, you come back, what's the point in that? Then you get back into it, you know, something else goes wrong in the, in the Premier League and then all of a sudden you're on a bad little run. The lads at the time, I mean, fantastic, fantastic squad that we had, took it by stride, dealt with it and you can get on with it. But it is 50-50. I mean, mm. if you were to get pick up two injuries there, yeah. could change the rest of your Premier League season. Yeah, and, and I think that's what's the more concerning thing rather than you've got to fly to um, Qatar and, and play then and fly back. I think, like Louis said, that, you can sort of handle that. It's whether you can, you can keep everyone on the pitch and fit. I know you say it's a regret now that you don't have that, yeah. that medal. Did you take it seriously at the, at the time? Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's but not take it seriously. But like, was yeah. it? Was, <laughs> no, like, it oh, we didn't go on a holiday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean it. I don't mean it like that. But I mean, in yeah. terms of the prestige of the the competition, like how, yeah, how maybe, highly did you rate? Maybe it? maybe when when you are playing, uh, you don't go there and you don't look at like FA Cup or uh, like yeah. Premier League or Champions League. But uh, it's true that when we were there, we we tried and when we finished and we we regretted because actually we tried everything uh, during the game. And and well, you finish, you go back and you keep going with your things. But that's why I, I was thinking now that is 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 something that I've been thinking after when I retired, checking on my games back and the things that I you, you didn't you got the silver medal and it's not the gold one. So it's, it's, it feels like, oh, we should have won this one. But it, yeah, it's a small regret that you got there. So that's next for, for Liverpool. Well, Carabao Cup and, and, and the Club World Cup, next for Liverpool. Champions League gets back underway in February. The latest Paddy Power odds to win the Champions League. Manchester City 10-3, to Liverpool 4-1, to Barcelona 5-1, to Bayern 7-1, to PSG 15-2. to Is that because... That's now where the focus is for Manchester City, do you think? Um, I don't know. Knowing Pep and what I've seen of him over the year, I don't think he's just solely focused on the Champions League. I think he just concentrates on just game by game. I feel like the game on Saturday, 
the next game coming up, sorry, he's going to want to win that. And every game so on, and I think that's his focus, but everybody keeps saying that he, at the minute they would rather just win the Champions League. Mm. Me, if I was a manager, I would just do exactly the same thing Man City are doing because I feel like if he just keeps winning all the games and the competitions, he come, it kind of sets him up for the rest of the tournaments because he's just winning. So then the team get like a rhythm. And I think he's trying to find that rhythm towards the back end of the season because he's going to need it. Because if Liverpool do drop points, then they're in a position to take advantage of their mistakes. Yeah. So I feel like it's just a game-by-game game thing. Oh, next couple of weeks are massive, aren't yeah. they? Manchester City against Leicester, then Liverpool <laughs> yeah, against Leicester I mean. on Boxing Day. I mean, by, by the time we get to like the 27th, Everything could be a lot more open than, yeah. than it is now. Um, Wolves, Adama Traore scored as they lost 2-1 to Tottenham. He's made 26 appearances for Wolves in all competitions. 24 different players <laughs> have been booked <laughs> for fouling him. And three Spurs players got yellows for, for fouling him yesterday. Sean, when we put this on the, the WhatsApp group earlier, it was Steve Sidwell was saying, <laughs> you're the best person to ask about this. He said, could you just, he said, you just got knocked down every game and then back up again, <laughs> knocked down, back up again. Yeah, yeah. How hard is that to do, though? It, you know what? Sometimes it, it actually depending on who kicked you. Because, like, I've known Wes for a long time. So if him or Coley or someone I knew kicked me, I kind of just laugh it off. But then sometimes it, it would get frustrating because you're like, man, I could have set somebody up or I might have had a goal and all they're going to get is a yellow card and then we might lose the game. Like, do you know what I mean? Which is what happened. They ended up losing the game and some of the times he got actually hacked. Wolves may have scored from it. But as a, I expect it, you've got to do what you've got to do to, to win the game. And yeah. if it's there to take it, I would kick him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, would say, I would pick him up, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or knock him down and then help him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Let's get on with it. Come on. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming later. But, okay. yeah. but listen, I mean, you know, to have to be in that situation, Luis, where you're... you're you're trying to create things and you're, yeah. you, you are a target for, yeah. for people who just, and I don't mean necessarily in, in a dangerous way or, no, no, I mean, cause I know Nuno said that he's got to be protected because this could lead to injury, but it feels like a lot of them are more tactical Stop. rather yeah, than, yeah, than dangerous challenges. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You just said it. They knew how uh, difficult to stop Adama is and, uh, and how dangerous he is when he's on the run yeah. and he's very strong. So, you know, that is the, the main uh, player at the moment who's doing well. So for him, and he, he has to be just pull him or stop him or just go in front of him. It doesn't have to be about tackle. Okay, yeah. It's not about that. That's why there are three different players booked because it's not about going and tackle him and try to get him injured. No, he's trying to stop him and frustrate him. They know that he's a player who can go up and down on, on a game. And if he disappears, it's going to be good for them. So I, I'm, I'm sure that behind all that, there is uh, someone telling the player, listen, go and stop him. Don't let him start getting the ball or turn because in the moment they face you, it's going to be difficult to stop. And the fact that it's so many different players suggests that this is, this is something that teams are, are setting out the to ma- do. This is the bad. manager will be saying, <laughs> don't let him <laughs> turn. Yeah. turn. If he does... Everyone get across and yeah. stop him. And take know. it in turns as well, so yeah, you mean, don't get yourself I'm not into saying trouble. Take him out, no. but mm. if he gets past you, once he, because he's so powerful, when he gets on his run, yeah. he can get past anyone. There's a lot, you know, it's hard. But you have to take it in turns, though, with a player like <laughs> that. Just to, make sure that yeah. to make sure that nobody picks up a red card in that. You don't want to get two bookings. Yeah, I mean, there was times, and it's a bit different, but there was times when me and Gaz would swap 
on goal kicks, for instance, because one of us already got a yellow yeah. and we're playing against a, whoever. So yeah. Gaz will have a go, he'll have a yellow. So I go, let me have a go now, Gaz. Yeah. He takes that foul in. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because maybe Gaz got a... I don't know, he's, he's might have elbowed by accident and he's got yeah. a yellow off the ref and you say, right, you just would have swapped just for, for goal kicks and stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure we've people have swapped from left back to right back as well just for the fact that even if you play against righty or someone on right wing. Yeah, definitely. They'd swap over because they've got a yellow. He's gone past yeah. them. There's yeah. a yellow early doors. Gaffer don't really want to make a change yet. Right, swap over. No, and yeah, people on him, at the end, I got a yellow, and but the, the, the manager, the boss just said, listen, in the moment he turned so much, they, you have to have two, two, yeah. two guys. Yeah. And I got yellow, I'm going to try to go, but I'm not going to go on him, but the next one is going to go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's going to stop him. I think that's... Get, okay. get he's also got to take it as a compliment. It's a, it's yeah, a, yeah, he's yeah, got to take course. it as a compliment, like that people... After, well, I wouldn't after say target yeah. him. <laughs> after but, the game. <laughs> <laughs> Once he's retired. Yeah, they're speaking about him, he's one to worry about, so... It's just got. He's like an award. Smile about it. I remember one game that I booked three players. <laughs> can, can you get out your sort of football guide to kind of and so look at that three yellow cards against me? Um, but, but is there anything you can do? Like, is, is, do you learn to deal with it better as you get older and, and more experienced, or, or is it just something you have to to learn to live with? More than anything. No, I think what you what you try to get an advantage of that. I know that, that they they are tackling me because I'm I'm trying to get in the right side and I, they, I'm going to try to uh, to get them to get booked more often. So in the moment that I got the ball, I'm going to try to go face one v one because if he touch me again or he tackle me again, it could be a yellow card. Mm. Mm. So and most of the managers they play that way because you can hear them make, go one v one, go one v one if they got a, a or even they make a change because a, a, a left back or, or a full back they go yellow cards. Uh, they put the, the the most skillful player on that side because they know that maybe they can get. So at the end, you you have to turn it around and try to get the advantage. I've mm. been I've been folding. I, they got a yellow. I'm gonna try to get the other yellow for him. Yeah, that make that makes sense. Yeah, Is that the same for you, Sean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it pretty much. Um, Mourinho used to do it quite a lot as well, and he did it. Chelsea versus Newcastle, and I. Actually, they said I dived. I don't think I did. <laughs> you he actually you got sent off for it as yeah. well. He actually got his second yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, you're just sort of using it, turning what they're trying to do against you. Yeah, that's basically advantage. his only option. There's nothing else he can really do in, mm. unless they start benefiting off the free kicks he's getting with great set pieces and a goal off the end of it. Sometimes them finally amounts to nothing for us. So yeah. that's the only way I would deal with it. Yeah. There's another way. There's, you try to tackle them. But I wasn't good at it. <laughs> I would get hurt myself. <laughs> no, there was no point in doing it. It's not always the most effective way. No, While we're on the subject of discipline, Alfredo Morelos, um, he got the sixth red card of his Rangers career this weekend for making... But this is the thing. He, he got it. He got a second yellow for making a, a... Let's call it an obscene gesture at the Motherwell fans after scoring... Stephen Jarrett, you know Stephen Jarrett, and and, yeah. and you know about how he, he talked about how he's working with Morellas to try and calm him down. And, and to, but is he a good person to have in, in that situation to be talking yeah, to Morellas? Definitely, definitely, because he knows exactly, he's got so much experience. And he was one of those players. In, in certain moments, he could be flipped and, and, and get two yellows. I remember one Everton, Liverpool Everton, two yellows in 60 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, it was amazing. So, you know, but he, he's got that experience. And, and, well, I know that it sounds bad at the moment, uh, six games in the last 18 months, uh, six uh, red cards, but 
he had only one red card this season and he had five last year. So something is working. So it's better. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's an improvement. I mean, he, he continued playing well, he's scoring goals. And so uh, you can see that behind him is something that is uh, is working on well. And uh, well, it's, it's true that it's not the best way, but well, um, no nice. We are not uh, saying that they, what he did, it was nice, but um yeah, um, they need to continue working on that because, of course, it is, every time that he's off on the beaches, no one can replace a, a top scorer. Did you play with someone, either of you, like like, like that? In a, Wayne was a bit like that, early doors. If he got fouled or the, something didn't go his okay. way from the ref, I used to say to him, five seconds. Got him worse. Nothing's going to calm someone down no, more than someone telling them to calm down, is it? You don't want to take that out of him, yeah. but you just need to control it and learn how to mm. control it because if you take it out of him, you could become a different player. Mm. But at the same time, on the pitch, if you know, if he's thought there's a tackling, you see him sprinting, you just know what's happening, you see him sprinting back, he's not necessarily trying to hurt the guys, he's just trying to win the ball back, taking a bit of anger out, and then, oh, that's first yellow, that's second yellow, centre. But I think, I mean, how old is he? How old is uh, he? 23, I think. 23. He's young, he's still he's young. Older. As you get older, you can handle it better, but he'll be fine. I think doing what he did to the crowd, he can probably start... Again, yeah, you can, but I, we've all had players like this in your yeah. team. Yeah. But you don't get many players like this. It's not many. The no, ref, I think the I majority are yeah. pretty relaxed. You can obviously yeah. you can lose a, for a minute or so, but you, you do get one every now and again. <laughs> I like, <but laughs> which is this, funny. You need him, but we and we talk a lot about you know do you, if you take that out of the game, will he lose a lot from it? Will it change him as a as a player? I mean, fundamentally, you, you can't change who who someone is, can you? You just have to. To learn to work with yeah, it. Tank, yeah, to yeah, make yeah, it control yeah, it. Yeah, it's about exactly. controlling, yeah. Because you say, people say, oh, well, you don't want to take it out of his game. I'm not sure you ever could. If a player has that in them, if a person yeah, has that I mean. in them. It's just there. You just, yeah. yeah. You just need to learn to use but it in the right place. If it's on your team or you're watching it from the bench or the manager's watching it, and something happens, you're just going, no. You spot it early. You, you see the warning sign. Go and get him. Yeah. You, that's not even cool. Like, yeah, no it's time. not getting out. Really. <laughs> um, but you, you have to talk to him. You know, maybe not shower him because you know that's not going to help. But maybe talk to him. Come on, you've, you've no, make, a bigger make, person, maybe, exactly. and make him understand what what what. If, if you are team. out, then you yeah, cannot be playing. Team. You cannot score goals, and it's good for you, good for the team. So you're trying to make them. Yeah, understand. yeah. That's it for this episode of Liquid Football on Joe, together with Paddy Power. My thanks to Sean Wright Phillips, to Luis Garcia, and to Wes Brown. We're available every Monday, and you can download the podcast or watch us on YouTube. And if you like what you see, then you can leave us a nice review. Uh, you can also join our Facebook page chat. If you search for Liquid Football, you can get involved there as well. Don't forget to check out our other shows, House of Rugby with James Haskell and TKO with Carl Frampton. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Liquid Football on Joe, sponsored by Paddy Power. <laughs> 